Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. It's Matt. I'm Dory. Welcome, everybody. We are here coming to you live from Las Vegas on the very last day that I turn, uh, that I'm still 34. But by the time you hear this, he'll be 35. Oh, so old. You're so old. Mid-30s. I. Why have you forsaken me? You didn't even know me when I was 35. Isn't that weird? Is it? I don't know. You're just old, you know? We start every, you used to start every podcast by saying, my your eggs are old. My eggs are old. Yeah. Is your nose running? Or you just have a sparkle on your face? You have a sparkle on your face. I guess I have a sparkle on my face. Did you hug a bachelorette party? <laughs> yep. Oh. I think their glitter just like is in the ether. Yeah, it's in the air. Yep. Uh, we're out here. Matt's working. Dory's uh, using this as well-earned relaxation time before the big day tomorrow. 
if you're hearing this on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Or today. Listen, Monday, August 6th, everybody. That's the transfer. That's the transfer. We had an appointment with Dr. Beck. The Patreon people know this because they are patrons. So we can just update all of the rest of you uh, not as good people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Dr. Beck. So I actually didn't know if I was going to be able to come this weekend. Matt is here for the Star Trek convention. He's moderating a gajillion panels. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I want to be able to come, but I don't know. Like she might need to see me right before the transfer. Um, but when we saw her on Monday, she was like, everything looks good. See you next week. And I was like, you mean, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, I don't need to see you until the transfer. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. I was like, oh, great. Then I'm going to go to Las Vegas, you know, this weekend. And she's like, well, wait, you're going to bring your meds, right? And I was like, yes, of course I will bring my meds. Um, So meds have been brought. Have you been taking them? Um, I've been taking and inserting them. As as prescribed. Yep. Um, Yeah. And we're green light. Thundercats are go. Yep. Thundercats are go. No idea. Thunderbirds are go, guys. Not Thundercats. Thundercats, 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 ho. That's Thundercats. Oh, boy. Thunderbirds are go. That's the Thunderbirds. Okay. Subtle differences. You have to pick these up, you know? Cool. Can't just run around willy nilly referencing science fiction brands. Just or can a, you? Well, no, not here. Oh, okay. Uh, met a lot of great fans this weekend. Weirdly, none of them crossover fans so far. No, so no far, no eggheads. Although I did say on stage in front of the nine thousand people in Hall H to use the promo code Excellent for Audible. It's not excellent. It's probably adventure, it's right? Egg. Egg. Well, yeah. they're never going to get it. <laughs> whatever <laughs> uh, oh boy Wait, there were nine thousand people in that room? that's the big room yeah well it's not hall h whatever it is here. yeah hall h is eight thousand what it's bigger than hall yeah. h yeah omg that's, that's what i was told you know damn i can't verify that because i'm not a space verification expert those of you who have never been to comic-con might not be familiar with Hall H, but Hall H is is the big room. Yeah, so all of my panels have been in the Star Trek convention version of Hall H. Because he's a big deal. I'm not, but the panels I'm doing are. <laughs> or are-ish. And then, guys, guess what? I missed Patrick Stewart's announcement this morning because I was too busy not waking up in time and or not wanting to get over there and hurt my feet from all the walking. Hmm. It has been quite an exhausting weekend so far. And I was like really bummed out about having to record the podcast without having the time I felt needed to be devoted to it. So that being said, we have squeezed out some time. It's the latest we've ever recorded. It's 9.53 in the evening, way past Doshi's bedtime. But we're here. And what are your thoughts going into the transfer, Dory? Well, I think as I've said before, I'm just, I'm sort of in the like, let's just get this over with phase. Yeah. It's a good phase to be in. I feel, I I will say, I I do feel better going into this just in the sense that like, we, we kind of have a plan for what happens if it doesn't work. I feel like we've never 
really allowed ourselves to think too much about like going into things like what the worst case scenario is and what we will do if the worst case scenario happens. Like I feel like my attitude until now has been like, I don't even want to think about the worst case scenario. Yeah. And now we've been confronted with the worst case scenario so many times that we've finally like started planning for that. Mm -hmm. And there's something sort of reassuring about that. Well, it's also, I think going to really be something that having now gone through this before a few times you know we know what to expect dory's gonna get cranky when she can't eat what you know how you can't eat before no wait when is that that's no, a retrieval. That was your sur- you know i'm thinking of right now i'm thinking of one of your many surgeries, surgeries. i'm thinking of one of your surgeries <laughs> many retrieval hysteroscopy polyp surgery but the particular one i'm thinking of is the air conditioning breaking and oh it's not god being able to go that was that worst case scenario on top of worst case scenario yeah and that was one where if we didn't get some egg bites in you you were gonna lose your mind and kill everybody oh my god that was so crazy no you can eat before the transfer because they don't put you under right and it was that surgery that you couldn't eat and on top of that you were hangry yes violently hangry well can you blame me i guess not i am someone i am not someone who can just like skip breakfast on a normal day yeah like i need food pretty much right when i wake up and to be deprived of food you don't though could i recommend a book to you no okay um anyway let's not relive that the only the only uncomfortable thing about monday is going to be you have to go in with a full bladder yeah and that's so something's angled correctly. Yeah, so she can like get to she. Can, I don't know. So the uterus is pushed down or something. Are you going to take Marina Sirtis's advice and sit up against the wall with your legs way in the air? I mean, why not? <laughs> I met Marina Sirtis. For those of you who watch Star Trek, you you'll know who that is. For those of you who don't, you probably won't know who that is. It's Diana Troy. I mean, come on. She's on seven seasons of TNG. She did a couple guest spots on Voyager, one on Enterprise, four movies. She is a delightful human. They look. We 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 were rolling with a good crew. We sure were. Yeah. So she suggested putting your legs up in the air. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that as a as a kind of urban myth about just having trying to get pregnant, quote unquote, yes. naturally. Yep. Um. You know, just kind of try to get it all cozy in there. So who knows? Well, look, I think if the ship's counselor is giving you advice. I'll take it. She's, uh, you know, a science officer. She's ready to probably get some good advice. Hey, I, I, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I said I would, I said yes. I would take her advice. There you go. Yep. We also have uh, we have plans on the book for Jeannie and, and Jonathan and Dory and I to head out to some sort of dinner. Oh, we do? In between their neighborhood and our neighborhood. Oh, good. Which I think would just be on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> or in like Encino. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, look, we have... Uh, there's a lot happening. This is a crazy five days. Like... To be doing all of this stuff, to get old, to get a transfer, 
going. It's hard. Again, harder on you than it is on me. Yes, I know. Thanks for the emails. <laughs> um, but, you know. I'm just really jealous of your free time this weekend. Like, I want to take it from you. That's so mean. Can you do the panels tomorrow? No. <laughs> you don't want to do Discovery Part 3 and 4? 2 that and 3 be... and 4? 2 and 3? Three? 3 and 4? Tomorrow's be- going to be a good one. You get rap, cruise, Wiseman. It's going to be a hoot. I'm coming to that one. Um, All how the, do, old, how, the old gang. How are you feeling about the transfer? Uh, again, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. A lot is happening. Um, it's expensive. We've already paid for it. I know, but it still feels expensive. And, um, you know... Because it's not only do we have to do the transfer, but then we have to do the two wake wheat, two 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 wake wheat. Mm-hmm. Yep, the two wake wheat, <laughs> and uh, two week wait, everyone. Um, and that's going to be stressful in and of itself. Yep. And then you'll be gone. And my parents will be here. I can't even with this fucking month. It's crazy. There's so much happening. I know. I'm gonna lose my mind. No, don't. And work's gonna be fucking crazy. Okay. Take it one day at a time. I can't. It's too much. I have to like think about the fact that we have to pack and get everything packed up and out of here before whatever the fuck time. Okay. Because we got to leave. Okay. Essentially from, I guess, the Rio because the timing between the... It's going to be fine. Between the end of the panel and my birthday dinner is so short. It's going to be fine. That we wouldn't have time to ever get back to this hotel mm-hmm. and check in. Mm-hmm. So we have to throw everything in the car, and I can't leave the guitar in the car in that heat. Ugh. I don't know. We can just store it here and get it after dinner. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sure everyone is really intrigued. Look, it's a lot. These are just the (laughs) stressful things I'm stressed about right now. Anyway, that's enough about us. Let's talk to some of the people who are listening to this still. We have an we have an email. We do have an email. All the way from Germany. Deutschland. Germany. Um, this is from Kay. Kay says, Hi, Matt and Dory. I discovered Excellent Adventure about three weeks ago and have binged my way through it since then. I don't have any egg signal put out or anything. I just wanted to express my gratitude to you both. After trying for about a year and a half with no success, we entered what we Dutch people call the medical mill. All of Sounds this, fancy. All of this in Germany where we recently moved, which adds to the stress quite a bit. We're both very much not fluent in German, let alone the German healthcare system. So that makes it extra fun. Long story short, she's textbook perfect, my sperm is dumb, <laughs> and German insurance won't cover a thing. Listening to you guys has been a great help processing this news and figuring out what to do next, which will be ICSI. Mm-hmm. Please take care of yourselves, and I hope you realize how much you mean to your community. Greetings from Cologne, K. You know, Look, I've been to Cologne. Uh, you have? Yeah, there's a beautiful cathedral there that I climbed to the top of. Okay. Then it's like what? a thing you do in you Cologne. You just looked at it. Yeah, you like look out, but it's like a lot of steps. It's like climbing up that thing in um, Iceland, that church in yes. Iceland. Well, it's more. It's bigger. It's taller. Well, look. It's probably older. Yeah, probably. Not as cool. Well, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of old stuff in Iceland. Anyway, thank you, Kay. Um, good luck to you. 
and your partner. Uh, yes, and a big thank you. I mean, listen, you guys are why we still do the podcast. I yeah, mean, it's not like it's it's. It's also like nice to hear that people are still discovering the podcast. Yes, binging that's the podcast. interesting. That's interesting. You know, I met someone today who had found me through my guest walk on on Shields of Tomorrow, which was this RPG Star Trek thing that they were doing on Project Alpha. They like found me through that and then went and found all the podcasts. Oh, wow. And I've like listened to everything. Wow. And they like were telling me about my career in reverse. And I was like, that is fascinating. That is fascinating. You never know how people are going to find. Sometimes people email us and they're like, I was just, I searched IVF comedy in Apple podcasts. One person. We've made heard that from other search. people. We've heard from other people. That say IVF comedy. I don't know. Those are even weird tags. I wasn't even <laughs> sure about putting on this thing. Um, no, but it is it is very nice to hear that people are still discovering the podcast. Yes, if you have yet to discover it, and now we're listening to this after you've discovered it, welcome. <laughs> um, we also heard from Kyla who said, I heard you read a letter during this week's episode and the letter writer noted that they used Viagra during one of their protocols. Mm-hmm. I had to write in and encourage them to stop this practice. Whoa. There have been some terrible outcomes with a Dutch trial. Wow. Mm. The Netherlands is really coming in hot this week. And I wanted to make sure none of our beloved eggheads pursue this treatment until it is as safe as possible. Okay. All right. Consider and there's a link more. below to a Reuters article. I would say um, the best thing to search would be Dutch trial Viagra babies. Okay. That'd be the probably I'll bring that up quickest. But, I think uh, it's a long there's URL. There's a trigger warning on that. <laughs> Dutch trial babies, babies die. Oh no! Yeah. Was I supposed to? Die? No. Oh, see, I thought die because it was in, from from the Netherlands. Oh no, no. I thought die was as in D. The, That's yeah. German. Oh, mm. I gotta go. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, eleven babies. <laughs> Boy, guys, really read that article if you want to get depressed. Get depressed. Really was not ready for that. Um. Anyway, yeah, I figured you didn't <laughs> quite parse that. Um. All right, consider consider yourselves warned. Uh, thank you, Kyla, for writing in. Um, last week, honey, remember we heard from someone who was asking about medical deductions? Yes. Um, we actually received a couple of voicemails about that that I would like to... Play. From the same accountant advertising their business? No. Oh, that'd be amazing. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Hi, I just, um, my name is Chris. I just listened to the most recent episode on a podcast, and you briefly mentioned something about taxes. I'd recommend downloading IRS Publication 17. It's made by the IRS itself, and it has all the information that you might need when doing your income taxes. It's like, uh, it's like cliff notes for taxes. Nice. Uh, so if you're doing your own taxes, it's very useful. Uh, you can download a PDF for free. Anyways, good luck starting a family. Bye. <laughs> that was a very, I liked that uh, voicemail because it was information. What you're going to get out of it. Good luck. 
Yeah, it was it was 38 seconds. I loved that voicemail. Thank you for writing in. Article 17. Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to have to... I knew what that voicemail said, but I'm going to have to listen with you to the other one. I forgot I, you don't have headphones yep. on because we're traveling. Because <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, here we go. Matt and Dory, it's Jenny in Atlanta calling you from traffic. Stopped, of course. Um, this week's podcast, there was a caller who asked about tax writing off your medical expenses on your taxes. And we did it for 2017. We got a nice little chunk of cash back, which we put right into a frozen transfer, um, which worked. So despite what cool. those dum-dums in Congress are doing, they did um, keep that medical deduction in the tax overhaul. And for 2017 and 2018, they lowered it from 10% to 7.5%. So oh. you can write off anything above 7.5% of your gross, whatever, gross income. Anyway, all this to say... I got real excited about taxes this year um, and learned how to itemize. And you can write off your medical travel. So, like, maybe you're parking at the hospital or at yes, the clinic. actually. And mileage. So, if you're in Atlanta and nowhere is closer than 10 miles away, um, you can write that off, too. Anyway, best of luck to everyone. Goodbye for now. I, I like think a that, good bye for now. I think that means also we could write off travel to Colorado if we had to. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <sighs> All right. Yeah, um, so if you're listening to this and you think that you're in that bracket of 7.5% seven seven of your medical expenses, and we know how expensive IVF is, so it's yeah. probably pretty close to being in there if you're just a... If you make $100,000 a year, you only have to have spent $7,500, which... Boom, we did it Boom. <laughs> so many times yeah. over. So, yeah. So, everyone think about that. If you haven't, what are you doing? Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, from Nora, I wanted to respond to an email about, oh, honey, I know I didn't take your, your commercial break where you wanted it. Yeah, you did. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Would you like it to happen now? No. Because it can. It's fine. Okay. We can do it after this. Okay. Uh, I wanted to respond to the email. This is again from Nora asking about CCRMSF. That's San Francisco. Uh, They sent PGS samples to the main lab in Denver for testing. From my understanding, that's the biggest differentiator in labs. My ICSI results were comparable to my previous clinic. Really happy with uh, CCRMSF. Saw both Dr. June and Dr. uh, Tazuki. During my retrieval cycle in July, second retrieval, or first with them, the clinic hasn't been around long enough to have results to publish, but one nice aspect of their relative newness is that I found it pretty easy to get in, and they've been working with me a lot on some scheduling challenges. Oh, that's nice. That's good. And parking is both ample and free. Oh, well. In San Francisco. Damn. Jesus. That's a perk. Nora. That sounds great. Yeah. Don't ever leave them. (laughs) Um, All right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Can you believe that those live reads were live? They were live. This is from Sarah, honey. Hi, Dory and Matt. Quick update. I finished all of Excellent and Forever 35. I'm one of those people who refreshes my Apple podcast Sunday night to listen to ASAP. Oh, thank you. I also fin- finished the Goldbergs. Amazing. Those home videos. Well, thank you for watching that as well. Uh, I'm desperate. I was desperate for more <laughs> podcasts. After finishing IVFML in a few hours, I started another one. Immediately turned it off. I couldn't handle the saccharine in her voice. And it had warrior metaphors Ooh, in the I title. I want to know which one that was. So 
I'm re-listening to Excellent from episode one. <laughs> That's amazing. I thought I'd learn more now that I've actually started the IVS process. Interesting. I asked my nurse during the ultrasound today if she could verify that I did not have a septum in my uterus. I told her I heard it from a podcast. She groaned and said to her assistants, God, podcasts are the new Google. <laughs> Hope that makes you laugh. Cheers. It doesn't actually. It annoys me. And I want to find that nurse and tell her... Look, we wasted a round of IVF because they didn't look for a fucking septum. So stop your persnickety yapping at your persnickety assistant. And you both should just fucking listen to the patient. And stop being such a negative Frank or Nancy. I don't know what what your gender is. Well, but she, uh, she says she. Oh, yeah. Well, look... <laughs> She groaned. Look, I, what are you going to say? I mean, maybe don't say you heard it. Just don't don't say from a podcast. Say you heard it on an on an on an on an IV on an informative IVF program. <laughs> the end. <laughs> also, if you want to say informative and entertaining, we wouldn't be mad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm at, Sarah. Sarah, I hope you don't have a septum. Truly. Oh, my God. I'm reading ahead. I shouldn't be reading ahead. No, don't read ahead. Okay. Now it's time for another voicemail. Yep. This is about retesting an embryo. And Matt knows that because I put them in the show note, the production thing, whatever. You know what I mean. Hi, Matt, Dorian, Bo. This is Kim. I have called in... I want to say twice before. Um, I have no idea if you've ever like read a voicemail of mine or not because I'm only on episode 33. But I wanted to call in because of some results that I received and I want to see if any other listeners have received the same results and what they've done. Um, so basically I had six embryos uh, tested for PGS and PGD. My husband and I are both SMA carriers, which is why we were doing IVF, and all six came back abnormal, which is very sad, Um, but there's one that came back as um, basically no result um, or degraded DNA, and my genetic counselor at Cooper Genomics, which is our lab that did the testing, mentioned that I should ask my doctor what he thinks about retesting um, the embryo, so I did. I called the doctor and spoke with him. Um, and he said that retesting is an option, um, but apparently they, I don't know how they get this, but there's a 50% chance, only a 50% chance that we'll even, uh, have a result. So it might come back basically inconclusive again. Um, but I do think it's worth trying. And I was curious if, um, there are any listeners out there who have retested, a no result embryo and received a result and a positive result or a, a normal result and then proceeded to transfer and did that transfer work? I'm just looking for any bit of hope here. Um, anyway, interesting conversation. I don't know if you guys have addressed this not or yet or yet or not. Um, so anyway, food for thought and I would love to have that talked about on the show. Thanks guys and good luck with everything. You guys are awesome. Bye. 
it's funny she asks about that mm-hmm. because we just had this conversation with Dr. Beck. Yep. Because we have that embryo with the deletion on the long arm of chromosome two. Mm-hmm. And initially we were thinking about transferring it along with the normal embryo that we have. And after we talked about it on the podcast and I did some more reading about it, I decided I didn't feel comfortable transferring it. Right. We we're going to keep it frozen. Um, but I asked Dr. Beck if it might be worth retesting it. And she said she did not recommend doing that. Yeah. The sample, I mean, essentially the embryo gets thawed and, you know, I don't know if you've ever done the same thing with uh, a delicious meal. You thaw and refreeze and thaw and refreeze the second time around. You're like, nope, this is gross. But that's not even the biggest issue. What is the biggest issue? You're losing the cells? Yes. The biggest issue is that when they do the PGS testing, they're taking cells from the embryo. When they do it once... How dare they? There's like a less than one... I I don't know the exact um, statistic, but I believe it is a very, very, very small chance that the embryo itself gets damaged. When you do it twice... You're really raising. You're really raising the risk that you're going to damage the embryo. So I I think that might be part of the reason why um, the doctor is hesitating. Now that being said, I would love to hear from listeners who may have done this and, like you said, had a positive result. So if that is you, how is she going to know to jump ahead to sixty episodes to listen to this? Well, listen. She just called in this week. She knows what episode we're on. Yeah. I think she should she should listen. Hopefully she will just listen to episode 96. Look, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I can't tell you what, why. Well, here's my thought. What is your thought? On the whole thing. Maybe you want to wait till we get more input from listeners who might have gone through this. But look, you want to do it. Your doctor's saying there's a 50% chance. And right now you're just like dealing with an embryo that you don't know if it's good or not, period. So I don't, honestly, what's the harm? That's an interesting perspective. You're left with an untransferable embryo currently because you have no result of the PGS. And if you do the testing and it comes back, you know, positive, great. If it comes back negative, you're in the same spot you're in right now. Yeah, that's true. You just out a little bit of money. That's true. So that's my angle on that. But again, I would wait till we hear from people who may have done this in the past. Yeah, that would be great. So um, take take that with a grain of Matt Myra. What? <laughs> Honey, I'm going to take some of your cells and send them in for PGS testing. It's about time. Okay. Um, we're going to play one more voicemail. Guys, I, I hear we're playing one more voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory, Dory and Matt. Um, this is Megan here, a long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, a couple episodes ago, Matt asked if anyone had any good experiences with billing departments. I think his question might have been rhetorical, but I think if you ask a question on a podcast, even if it's rhetorical, it means someone might answer. Um, anyway, my clinic definitely isn't perfect in the billing department, but I had a really good experience there um, that I thought I wanted to share. So um, ahead of our first cycle, retrieval cycle, um, we knew that we had some insurance coverage, but that PGS testing wouldn't be covered. Um, But I know sometimes the biopsies covered 
um, of the embryos, even if the testing isn't. So I sent a really detailed request asking for the preauthorization team of the billing department to confirm that the biopsy and or the testing would be covered. Um, and then after my retrieval, it hadn't been billed for the biopsy or the testing yet, and I sent a follow-up email just to confirm, you know, coverage of the biopsy and the testing. And they said, yeah, well, we'll submit a preauthorization request. It usually requires preauthorization, which I thought was sort of weird because they should have already done that. Um, and then a few days after that, I got a call from the billing department, and they told me that they messed up, that no one in the billing department had submitted my request as oh, part of no. their preauthorization. Um, and because of that, they wouldn't bill me for it. So even though it wouldn't have been covered by insurance, because they made a mistake, I saved like four grand, and I didn't have to argue about it. Wow. So it was pretty great um, in an otherwise crappy time. Uh, and I guess my advice is always submit a super detailed preauthorization request, even if you don't think it's going to be covered. And hopefully you get a lazy, non-detail-oriented person in the billing department who submits your request. So hope all is well, um, and have a great day. Bye. I mean, look, that's the right thing for them to do, but it's so crazy to me that there's just these $4,000 things. They're like, well, we'll just give it away. That's how much they overcharge for everything in, in medicine. When they are hounding me for, I can't even go into it. It's too annoying. No, I don't want to talk about it. It will drive me crazy. It'll drive me crazy. Let's just say there's no one lazy in the billing department at California Fertility Partners. No. No, there isn't. What was the thing? What was the last thing? Uh copying my medical records oh god $25 and uh, an outstanding valet parking $7 okay guys you see where I'm coming from here with this place and an ultrasound mm -hmm. that was not part of the package because it was done when we were gonna do that round but she found the cyst so they're, they they want to charge us $242 for that ultrasound <laughs> Did you talk to Dr. Beck yet? No. I haven't talked to Dr. Beck yet, but I got so pissed off. She Also, she called me at 8 a.m. on the dot, like the second she got into the office, picked up the phone and called me for the 260-whatever dollars. I was just like, there has to be a better way for you guys to do this. They could hide all of these costs in a way that does not annoy me. It's honestly beyond. And I said... They could just throw it into uh, some big number wait, and I, I don't Wait, I just said care. I wasn't going to talk about this. And now you're talking about now it. Now I'm talking about it. You guys must hate it when we do this. Or do you love it? I don't know. But the point is, I know what we don't love. And that is the nickel and diming. The nickel and fucking diming. It's insane. You're telling me you can't build in this $25 fucking medical record cost into some other charge? You know, I did have, I did have a, a reassuring thought, though, recently, which is that we won't have to deal with them after this. Very true. Very true. Always look mm. on the bright side of life. Do 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 do. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, should we keep going or do you want to wrap this up tomorrow? Well, look, we're in a home stretch ish. We're 37 minutes in. Just got to hit that magical hour mark. This is from Mariah. Dear Dory, Matt, and Bo. Here we go. Are you guys ready for this? We're going to go on a, on a journey with, with Mariah. For the past two months, I've binged your podcast in its entirety, which I started to do at the beginning of our own first IVF cycle, often while walking our own rescue dog, Bodie, who we call Bo for short. He is also a bit reactive to large male huskies and golden retrievers. Obviously, the most aggressive dogs out there. Hey, you never know what's lurking beneath the surface of a golden retriever. Uh, you guys have been my therapy. You've normalized the full spectrum of, of emotions, my experiences, the strain IVF puts on a marriage or partnership, and the unity it also brings as your struggle through the shit show... Uh, together as you struggle through the show together and realize how few people fully understand what you're going through it's such a relief to be to find the community that you created i needed your humor sarcasm rants and small talk i needed all of it she probably liked that rant i just did about the billing department i mean come on 25 dollars for fucking just here's my thing just build it in to the cost if you made every $15,000 package $25 more just in case there are medical records, I, no one's going to care. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. And this valley parking thing. You've heard my thing on parking. <laughs> uh, just saying thank you does not suffice. So I joined Patreon as a monthly contributor. Oh, that's very sweet. But I also made a larger one-time donation through PayPal to make up for lost time. She did. That's You're too it, much. It was you're amazing. And like... <laughs> so above and beyond consider that i consumed in mass the content you labored over for years i felt like it was the right thing to do i know you would never ask your fans to do this so allow me to suggest that listeners consider making up for lost time <laughs> as supporters with a sizable <laughs> donation on paypal if you come late to the club like me uh look your words not mine uh anyway i wanted to catch up with comments on a few things I held off until I listened to all of the episodes to not be redundant with my observations. Some quick notes. Episode 99. 91. Sorry, episode 91, The Real Real, was the best podcast ever. Hands down. <laughs> also, I too have developed a real distaste for the word journey. I don't fault you for having it in your title. An IVF journey, we have that in there. Yeah, we do. We are bad people. We added it to make it easier for people to, to find under IVF. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. There was a time when journey felt appropriate, even optimistic, but now it's a slog and journey sounds too bright eyed. I mean, even adventure sounds too bright eyed to me now. Oh, it's all fuck it. I mean, renaming this podcast, what would we call it? Matt and, Dory's, Matt and Dory's depressing slog through IVF. Matt and Dory's IVF hell. 
That has a nice ring to it. Yeah, I mean, we should just repackage this thing and call it IVF Hell. Put it out. <laughs> Stitcher Premium. <laughs> uh. Just kidding. We're not putting this on. Uh, no one told me that to have a baby. Oh, wait. Sorry. What, what I, I wish someone had told me when I started IVF. Your first round is an experiment. An expensive one. It's your Ain't chance for your fertility specialist to start learning how your body works and gather data and knowledge about you. It is the best for your mental health to consider it as just that and not to expect great outcomes. Me... Wish me knew that too. Uh, they're talking about best guess. Odds are things that will not go as they anticipate. It helps us factor this in financially. Our clinic lets you select the embryo banking route. Two retrievals, one chance, or one transfer, and pay more upfront. They'll reimburse you if you don't do the second round. That gave me the confidence that they weren't running a scam. <laughs> Uh, by enticing us with a pa- package deal. The cliche, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, is a good policy when entering IVF. Uh, no one told me that to have a baby, we'd stop having sex. There's a bunch of times you're not allowed to have sex before and after procedures. There's a bunch of times your body has changed, is unflattering, uncomfortable, and you don't always feel sexy or have the energy. Your hormones are a mess and you're, uh, with your libido. The stress of IVF causes little spats and disagreements or to need extra space. I'm more attracted to my husband than ever before in our lives, and I've had the hospital since 2001. You get sexier with age, but IVF puts a real damper on our sex life. Ditto. Yep. Ditto. Anyway. Uh, Matt, you deceived us, but we still love you. Oh, my God, what did I do? I was listening to podcasts back-to-back. I have to say that it appeared that Matt was facing his smoking habit early on i was i was trying and i thought i had quit all of a sudden you revealed nearly two years later that matt had not quit smoking and in fact was smoking more than ever given the high stress oh my god I, I'm, she said that she uh, was listening to the pod and started screaming obscenities in public she felt so betrayed mariah i too felt betrayed <laughs> oh as you both well no you, but you were i was up front with you no you weren't wasn't i no you were not you were not up front with me. When did you find out I was smoking again? After you started. And oh, then, really? Yes. And then it was oh, also... I guess how long had we... Had, how also, long had I been had off smoking? A few months. Also, it, was, it also wasn't clear to me for quite some time how much you were smoking. It was... I mean, at that peak time, which I guess was that last round, it was just the only thing I could do to not to have a semblance of a a break in my life was to either go stand outside and smoke or stand outside. (laughs) Uh, So now I have to ask, are you still smoking or have you fallen off the wagon? Are you still not smoking? I'm sorry. Are you still not smoking or have you fallen off the wagon given recent upsetting incomes? Don't keep it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm reading the opposite of everything. Yeah. Don't keep us in the dark. Uh, here's the deal. I had some smokes up in, in the great state of Canada. That's a state now. I've brought it into the United States. Uh, because they sold the old, uh, the old cloves that they made before 2008. Um, so I was up there and I was like, oh, you can't get these anymore. So I had some there. 
and uh, I've had probably and I saw them and I three or them four. Out. Yes, and I've probably I've probably had three or four or ten out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, because I'm relaxing. But otherwise, Alan Carr, stop smoking now. We'll help you stop smoke now. What are you looking at me for? You're going, you're going to go back to smoking. I just know it. But I know I have the out though, which is the book. What? What are you talking about? I will re-listen to the book. Maybe you should start re-listening to it again. If I have to, I will. Well, it sounds like you might have to. What? Yeah. Why? Because I hear, I hear it in your voice. This is how you start everything. <laughs> you, you, you come up with these like justifications. Like, all well, I'm saying I is, I was in Canada. All well, I'm, I'm in Vegas. Is, I'm relaxing. And the I next thing Vegas, you know, you're buying packs and somehow justifying it to yourself. Look. So I, I know you. I know how these things go, and I don't want you to start smoking again. Understood. Maybe we can listen to that book in the car. Fine. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't put you through that book again. I don't care. I'm happy to d- d- listen to it again if you want me I to. I would appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. Yes, honey. I was probably so upset realizing you were still smoking because I had been scouring studies to see what would be compromising my husband's morphology. The overwhelming inclusive evidence is points to smoking as the number one factor and then subsequently to lesser factors. My husband doesn't smoke, so it makes it less conclusive. Um, and therefore a fixable than your situation. Less fixable. So God, why am, why is my brain reading the opposite? Because it's late and we're tired and I think it's time it's, to stop. But like, why is it literally making the, just putting the opposite meaning into things? Like I said, do smoke. I said fixable instead of less fixable. Like it's very strange. Acknowledging your switch is more complicated than just smoking leads to my next point. Making a baby is 50-50. Why isn't society talking about this? This is a good question. And you're in the home stretch here. Don't you worry. Don't fade on me. Because we have a lot of uh, a lot of good information coming. Okay. Again, from Mariah. Uh Making a baby is 50-50. Why isn't society talking about this? Men in traditional relationships really believe that the arc of their contribution goes like, just jizz, jizz it up, get things started, provide a shoulder to cry on during pregnancy, hormone triggers, fetch bizarre foods at all hours when we're craving uh, things, and remind us that to breathe during labor when the baby, baby finally arrives, it's game on. No, that's not how it goes. Baby is 50% female genetics. Dory's reading a magazine. What is happening? You are tired. What's the matter? I'm tired. I know you're tired. We literally only have nine more minutes. You told me we were going to do half an hour. But I then I saw this beautiful home stretch we were in where I was like, oh my God, I could literally get this off my plate and not have to stress out in the morning about doing it while we're packing and I'm running off to a Star Trek convention. And it's my birthday. So for my birthday, what I would like okay, is for you to... Just power through these nine more minutes of right, podcasting. Would it going. help you if you like started to get ready for bed while I was doing? No, I this? think it would help if I read the email. Boom! Here she goes. Where were? Where'd you leave off? Oh, you're never gonna know because you were in that magazine. Anyway, uh, 
Why don't you just start at no X clam, X clam, X clam? That's not how it goes. A baby is 50% female genetics and 50% male genetics. Therefore, our, our lifestyle choices leading up to conception are equally as important. Right before entering our first cycle, we were reviewing our IVF paperwork to refresh what we were headed to, and I reread that men should only be consuming four alcoholic beverages a week. For my husband, who is 6'4 and almost never gets drunk but appreciates a good craft beer, four beers might be a normal evening consumption at least a few times a week. His drinking is spread over the evening while unwinding, and it barely gives him more than a light buzz. He loves beer, and I don't fault him for it, and I've never thought of it as a problem. All of a sudden, we were in a panic. With what we saw as moderate beer drinking, he actually fits into heavy consumption metrics. Hit pause for one second there, honey. Yeah. I mean... Four beers a night? Several times a week. Several times a week is, to me, as a non-drinker, I'm not, I'm not like a teetotaler. I'll have a drink. Had one, had two yesterday. Had a, I drank a 25-ounce Guinness yesterday. But you're not a drinker. Right. So it's, that sounds, that's probably how I feel about your husband's drinking is probably how you felt about my smoking. Boom. Continue. <laughs> While I had been asking him to scale back in general on alcohol and caffeine and to try to better handle stress with meditation and surfing, I had not really drawn a hard line. He felt a wave of guilt thinking he might have contributed to our miscarriages. I felt a wave of rage that society in general doesn't place enough emphasis on the male contribution to conception. I scoured the internet for scientific studies, all of which point to the detriments of heavy or what feels like average alcoholic consumption on the male side, including elevated DNA methylination, chromosomal abnormalities, higher rates of birth defects, etc. Let's be honest. We don't know all of what causes autism. Could it be alcohol consumption? Sure. Could it be smoking weed? Sure. Is it only women's habits? Probably not. We consider- Hang on. Let me just say. What? It's not alcohol consumption that's causing autism. Okay. Can we not open this? I'm going to just for one second, only because people have been drinking far more than people drink now for millennia that's true the end that's all okay we considered holding off on our first cycle for three months to give him the chance to abstain and improve the sperm morphology and possibly damage dna which we never tested luckily a friend who has done ivf mentioned there are too many unknowns ahead we might run into many other hurdles so we should probably just barrel forward and see what happens i'm so grateful for that advice given our first cycle did not go as well as we hoped on the egg retrieval side Our strategy is to go through round two, and if we get a good number of normal embryos, we'll probably give preference to transferring those from our second round when my husband's sperm was, quote, dry. Who knows? We may not have that luxury. In response to your most recent episode, I want to voice my support for both of you guys, but especially Matt. Did you hear that? What am I supposed to do? Say something? You're supposed to say, oh. Thank you, Mariah. Thank you for finally You have been a great partner and supporter to Dory. The listeners are not ganging up against you. It does not feel that way. We love you. You have definitely far surpassed most husbands. I know. With your involvement, time, commitment, and listening skills. Thank you for being open to us week after week. That makes you vulnerable to criticism, and it takes some big cojones. Well, I've been vulnerable to criticism for 10... I've been podcasting for 10 years, so it's nothing new. But it also, like, when it's... Regarding my relationship with my wife, it feels a little bit meaner. Anyway... Dory, the same holds true for you. Plus, I just bought your book and love it so far. Oh, thank you. And I started listening to Forever 35, which is totes awesome. Thank you again. Yeah. You guys are the best in adoration, Mariah and Bodie. Mariah and Bodie. 
kicking ass. That was a great email. That's what happens when you've been taking notes for 95 episodes. So, you know, if you're going to write an email in the future, <laughs> I'd just like you to go ahead and I just go ahead and crack open episode one. Yeah. <laughs> jot, jot down some thoughts. Just to hear that. Okay, here we go. From Alan. Do you need to read to stay awake? No, you're welcome to. There we go. Just listening to the last episode of the podcast, fingers crossed for you guys. My wife and I are about a week away from our next transfer. Our last transfer, we only got two eggs because the doctor couldn't get into her right ovary. Whoa. Which was, let's just say, quote, a disappointment. Mm-hmm. She had some sort of adhesion, which she went to have surgery to remove about a month ago. From the doctor's report, she not only fixed the adhesion, but also did some other tune-ups while she was in there. I used the analogy of going to the mechanic to get your oil changed, and they also rotate the tires, detail the interior, and change all your fluids. She, for some reason, isn't a big fan of this analogy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, we decided to do one more try, round number four, not only because I don't know if we can deal with it emotionally, ignoring the emotional toil of having to give up on the dream of having our own child, but also we simply can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I wrote a check last week for $12,600 and the bank account just can't handle this anymore. For anyone keeping track, this is about $60,000 we spent on IVF right now and we are not people with a spare $60,000. What the hell am I doing? I think about that a lot. Matt, I wouldn't tell my wife or anyone else this, but when you said on episode 94, I think about just wanting to get it over with so it cannot work, at least I think that's what you mean, I really related to it. We've been going through this for so long. It's cost so much money and in such a toil, and my pessimism is reaching record levels, even for me, and I'm sure this will not work, and the sooner it fails, the sooner we can work through it and get on with our lives or start looking at adoption or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, and trying to find someone to sell my kidneys to to get any money back into the bank. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, this means we'll have to deal with the fact we won't ever have our own biological child and have to live with that. Hang on. We would have to. Continue. I'm just, I'm correcting his written word. Doesn't it? Because it's not, of course, this means that we'll have to deal with the fact. I'm saying we would have to. If it it came to it, is what I'm saying. He's more fatal. I'm trying to be more, a little positive for him. Honestly, that's probably the hardest part of this whole thing. Anyway, wanted to get that off my chest. Thanks again for all you're doing and fingers crossed for you guys on your next transfer. Yeah. Look, buddy, here's, here's my situation. It's not that I don't, I, yeah, I just, I want, there's, your IVF is full of no answers. Yeah. That, that to finally arrive at some conclusion or some answer, I just can't imagine the weight that will be lifted. When you, uh, as a as a team, you arrive at a decision, or you know, outcome willing, you end up with that child. I so, that. for me, that's the ultimate goal: <laughs> is to have some sort of solution, in the form of a human child, or in the form of us deciding negatory good buddy. Over and out, honey. I think we have time for one more email. Oh, okay. And then we're going to read some of the names from our wonderful Patreon members. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to read this last email. There's a couple more that we'll do next week. Mm-hmm. This is from Ryan. So I've heard a million times that you can't read or write in Go- that you can't read or write in dreams. Mm, okay. Google it. You'll find all kinds of articles about it. But I'm here to tell you that it's conclusively wrong because I dreamt last night that I was buying a guitar from Matt off eBay and I very clearly typed 461 baby into the seller instructions so he would know I'm a listener. (laughs) 
The weird thing is, if you randomly asked me during the day, I would have no idea what the number is. Wow. Wow. That's a great dream. Ryan, do Ryan. you sell guitars? <laughs> would you like to sell some guitars to me? Also, on that note, you can call us at 413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY. If you have read these emails or heard the emails read by us and want to write your own, you can do so. And email us at doriamatt at gmail and matt and dory at gmail. Yep. And our website is excellentadventure.com. Oh, that was all at the top. And quite frankly, Matt just plowed right past it. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And again, a huge, huge thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you will get your name read on the podcast each month. And you also get the back catalog. A lot of back Of the Patreon episodes. um, If you support us at the $5 level, or above, and you know, I, I gotta say, we get real on the on the regular apps, but oh, it's a whole other level. It's a whole other level of real. If it's real, real here, it's real, real, real there. Yeah, and also those episodes are only half an hour long. Yes, yeah, so, you so don't have to slog through a ton. It's not. It's not too, but too insane. Let us now read our Patreon names quickly, as Dory has instructed us. Yes. Okay, Diane and Martin. Oh, should I not be? Oh, are What's we? I supposed are we to going say back thing? and forth? Oh, I can plow through. Uh, Diane Martin, who asked for, she has a, had a birthday recently on the Facebook, and you can like ask for donations for a thing, I think. Uh-huh. And she had messaged me, and I had not seen it. Oh, no. She was trying to raise, I think, $250 for her improv group. Oh. And I messaged her, and I said, I did not see this, and I'm so sorry. She was only asking for a dollar. Oh. So she put it back up and I paid the whole thing. Oh, that was so nice. So that's Diane. I gave her a little bit of her Patreon money back. Thank you, Diane. Uh, Nora Grasham, Angie James, Carolyn Land, Christina Turner, Aaron Gudge, Frederick Roy, Greg Watchhorn, Anna Crowder, Anna Hannah Crowder, Judith Leeds, Layla Arshid, Lauren Gleason, Luke Evers, Melody Baltazar, Michael and Stephanie Garrier, Tara McElfrish, Tyler Rosewood, Emily Meyer, Valerie Anderson, Stephanie Hetherington, Hetherington, Abba N, Alan L, Alec Meredith and Fletcher Babel, Alice, uh, hang on, Amy, A M I, and then there's a couple other Amys. I'm gonna get to them right now. Amy Griffin, Amy Sharon, Andy Pavlik, Angel Rivera the Third, and Real, April Cherry. Ariana Perry, Arthur Finney, Ashley Cecil Lee, Ashley Meller, Audrey Watson, Becca Foster, Ben, a PhD, Benji, not a PhD, <laughs> Barrett Jarrett, Barrett Jarrett, <laughs> Brett Jarrett, sorry, Brett Jarrett, Brett Jarrett, Bruno, Machias. I think that's Macias. I know. Why did I just really Jew it up? I don't know. Machias, Bruno Machias, CJ. Carly Moore, we'll have your dad come read these next week. Uh, Carolyn N. and uh, Carrie Smith. Thank you, Carrie Smith. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure if you'd like to support us and get more podcasts. Otherwise, thank you all for everything you do. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for going back and listening. Thank you for finding us in the first place. And uh, yeah. Talk to you next week. Stay excellent, everyone. Yep find out how the transfer went but without actually having any results from the transfer next week on matt and dory's <laughs> excellent transfer adventure Woo.
Take my little honey bug over 